Good morning again, and welcome to 30 Steps to Success in Life. We're so glad you joined with us this morning, and all of you here. You know, today we're going to find out how we can put some elements into our life. We've already talked for the first three days about these three steps, and these first three steps were the foundational steps. These are the steps that will carry with you all through your life, in every situation, in every circumstance, to bring you to success. It's just like God, whenever he looked down upon the earth and surveyed it, the very first thing he did is he realized that he had a purpose. He had a purpose that was not being fulfilled. He wanted the earth to be full of life and teeming with life and, and able to be uh, you know, a house of reproduction and, and filled with joy and filled with glory. But it wasn't. It was void without form, and darkness covered the face of the deep. So the purpose of God was plain. He wanted to make it all it could be. And in that dream, he then began to meditate. He then began to hover over it and brood over it, you remember. And with that brooding over it, he created a plan. You see, first the purpose. This is what I want. This is what I desire. This is what I imagine. And then developing that plan. And once he had that plan developed, then he engaged himself in pursuit of making that plan come to pass so that the purpose could be fulfilled. The purpose, the plan, the pursuit. The purpose, the plan, the pursuit. That's what we've been talking about the last three days. Dreaming, unleashing your imagination, letting God have your imagination so that the things in your life that you are not satisfied with, whether it's today or next year or next month or 10 years or 20 years or 50 years from now, when you look at something and realize, you know, I'm not happy with that, then you can give God your imagination and say, God, help me to imagine. Help me, Lord, to to to, to see, to dream, to envision. Inspire me, God, with creative inspiration so that I can imagine all that it could be. And once, once you see that, that there's a greater purpose for your life, for your future, for your family, for your finances, for, for all the things that you're involved in, there's a greater purpose that God actually will give you an inspiration then, as you meditate on that, he will develop in you a plan, the purpose, the plan. The plan is for the purpose. But without engaging in pursuit of that plan, without actually, as God did, said, let there be light. He confessed it. He spoke it. He owned it when he spoke it. That's where pursuits began. As we declare the decree, as we began to make our declaration. Yesterday, whenever we left here, one of you... Uh, Tom, it was. Tom Riley came up to me and he said, Pastor, the same thing happened with the Declaration of Independence. That's how the United States was first, you know, engaged in the pursuit of, of being a nation is that men got together and made a declaration. You know, they had a purpose. They put together a plan, but the plan never would have become anything if they had not engaged in the pursuit of of their plan to fulfill the purpose. We want a great nation. Think of all it could be. And here's how we're going to do it. We'll put these governments together and we'll, we'll put these things in place. They meditated on it. They thought about it. They turned it over. They changed things. They took some things out and put some things in. They continued to edit the plan. But once they got the plan in some workable form and they knew the first step, what was the first step? Declaration. They made a declaration. If you will take the dream, meditation, Declaration as the foundation principles leading you into God's will for your life in every area, leading your family, leading your business, leading your pursuits. 
then you can add the rest of these elements. These next 27 elements are elements that are going to continue to bolster those foundational truths that we have studied these last three days, okay? These 30 steps to success in life, the rest of them we're going to study are the elements that will just increase what God is doing in your life. You see, Joseph was such a powerful person because Joseph harnessed some things in his life. He put together some things that for him became first response, for him became an instinct, for him became his natural, consistent, and persistent response to life. You see, life tries to make you react. Don't react to life. Act. Act. Keep your wits about you so that the things that come to you don't push you over into the flesh or over into ungodliness or over into de destroying your own dreams. Don't move you off the plan. They don't cause you to adjust your theology just to accommodate a tragedy. Oh, no, I did believe that God loved me. He gave me a dream. He was going to make me ruler over everything, but now I'm in a pit. Woe is me. What did I do? I must have messed up. No, not punishment for your past but positioning for your future. God still believes in the dream he has for you. Today, I, I'm here to tell you that your success is predictable. God has predicted it. In Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, God has said, if you will do these things, you know that's the blessings in the cursing chapter. If you will do these things, then you will be successful. You'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the street, blessed in the field, blessed in the basket, blessed in the store. How can God predict your success? Joshua 1, 8, you know, meditate in the book of the law day and night and so you can observe to do everything that is written in the book and then you will prosper and then you will have good success. How can God predict your future? How can God predict your future success? Because God knows if you will follow his book, follow his plan, follow these steps, it's easy for him to predict your future. You are destined for success if you will take the steps of God. And if not, read the rest of Deuteronomy 28. You are destined for failure. You are destined for, for unhappiness. You are destined for lack and leanness and want. You are destined for the things that you don't want to be destined for if you don't work the works of God. Work the works and walk the way of God. It's very, very simple. God has placed it in His Word. Now we are presuming this morning again that each one of you are born again that you love Jesus with all your heart and you're not walking in any open and blatant rebellion or sin toward God? You see, this is a discipleship message. This is not a salvation message. This is a message of, okay, now take your clean life. Take your clean hands, your pure heart. Offer them to God and let God build in you a pathway to success. But I want you to know that even if you aren't born again, these principles will still work in your life. Marvel not when the wicked prosper. Because they are often wiser in this world, in the ways of this world, than the children of light are. Because we end up kind of just trusting in God and just happy that we're going to heaven. If we're not watchful, we can get lazy and never take the next step whenever we are ready. Every one of us are ready for our next step right now. Now think about where you came from. Imagine where you came from to get where you are. Many of you came from places you cannot imagine and you've done very, very well to get where you are. But think of what could happen if you use today as your launching pad for the future. Think where you could go starting where you are now and what you know now. Think of all the things you could accomplish starting from here. Many people use the launching pad of their past to predict their future. No, use the launching pad of your today to predict your future. You see, the... the, the, the the desire and the dream of God is yet, as yet, 
not fully realized by those who are standing in the footsteps of destiny. God has a plan for your life. You've heard it said that success is just, you know, 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. You may have also heard it said that success is just a matter of luck. You can ask any failure, you know, and that's, that's, that's often true. You ask any failure and he'll tell you, oh, they, they were just lucky. Well, actually, success is not that hard. It's really not. It's only as hard as changing yourself so that your first response, your instinct is to respond like God would respond, to respond like Jesus would respond. And in this case, as we are learning, we're learning how to respond like Joseph would have responded. We are using him as an example, a biblical example, put there by God so that we can see how he responded to life and how he acted instead of just reacting and how that took him step by step in the plan of God, shaping him, making him the man of destiny so that when he arrived at his greatest opportunity, he was ready to, to, to capitalize on that opportunity. It became a first instinct, a first response. His consistent response, his persistent response and godliness caused a great swelling wave to go out in front of him, a wave of favor bowling over all the resistance to his his success. And on top of that, he had a God working behind the scenes, offer him repeated opportunities. Every time he would fail, God would say, pitch the ball again. He would make life, throw him another one. He didn't let him strike out. And Joseph continued to swing like a home run hitter, doing the right things. Our word for today to add to the foundation, this first element that we are adding to this foundation of, of purpose, plan, and pursuit, to this foundation of, of, of dream and imagination, meditation, and declaration, this first element is the element of relationship. Relationship. Connected or allied by kindred, by marriage, or by cause. Relationship. In Genesis, the 37th chapter, we read beginning in verse 19, talking about Joseph and his brothers here. It says, And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. See, they knew he was a dreamer. They knew that he, he had a consciousness of a greater day, of a better future, and that he was predicting his future. He was predicting it by the word of his mouth. He had already declared what he believed was going to happen. He, he, he was a dreamer. Verse 20, his brother said, Come now therefore and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say some evil beast has, beast has devoured him. And we shall see what will become of his dreams. <laughs> you know, we're going to show him that he can never rise above us. He's limited by his surroundings, his circumstances, his birthplace. He's limited by just exactly, he'll never get any farther than where he is. Let's show him. Let's just show him. Verse 21, and Reuben heard it. And he delivered him out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said to them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him that he might rid him out of their hands and deliver him to his father again. You know, the enemy may be speaking behind the scenes. There are plenty of enemies. And some of them are the enemies of our own minds and our own thoughts speaking against us because of all we have known instead of what we could know. But the enemy may be working behind the scenes, even family, even friends, even, even in, uh, in employers, employees, close associates. They may be working working behind the scenes, doing their best to limit you. They may be working behind the scenes, trying to destroy your dreams and show you that you can't. Oh, but listen, God is speaking also to others behind the scenes because he is going to fulfill your dreams. God is working for you behind the scenes. Why? Because he has a plan for your life. But so does the devil. 
Keep that in mind and learn the difference. Don't just believe everyone that comes to you giving you advice. Some people who give you advice are giving you the wrong advice. Some people do not believe in your dreams. Now, if someone doesn't believe what you say, that's okay because that can be a matter of opinion and you can be wrong. But when you encounter people who do not believe in you, who do not believe in a future for you, who do not believe in a better day for you, who do not believe that, that you can be successful, that you can prosper, that you can have joy, that you can have peace, that you can have fulfillment in your marriage, in your family, in your finances, in your community, in your chosen profession, when people don't believe in you, then you stay away from them. Why? Because relationship can determine just exactly how far you go in life. Who you are connected to can determine your future. I imagine you've heard that recently. I heard it this morning. Who you're connected to yesterday morning, I think, can determine your future. All my mornings are running together now. Just like Noah's sons, they asked three ladies to marry them. Those ladies said yes. I don't know if they were the first ladies they asked or not. I have no idea. But just because those ladies said yes and they connected themselves to Noah's sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, they were saved out of all of the flood, all of the, of the horrible uh, uh, death of drowning. Why? Only because of who they connected themselves to. No other reason. Only because they seized their destiny and said yes to a relationship that would take them somewhere that God wanted them to be. You see, it's not what you know, but who you know that counts. You've heard that and sometimes it angers us, but it's the truth. It's an eternal truth, even when it comes to salvation. It's not what you know about God, but whether you know Him or not. A relationship with Jesus Christ will take you to an eternity. And that's, if, if that's good enough for salvation, it's good enough for this world. Pay attention to your relationships. Relationships are key. They can either put you into a pit or put you into a palace. Relation, it's all by relationship. If you will survey quickly in your mind the life of Joseph, you can see how relationships were the ups and downs of his life. God used relationships. Don't, don't fear making new relationships, and neither fear letting some old relationships go. You see, relationship is like a bridge. We need to build it with a weight in mind that we're going to carry across it. If you carry too much weight across a bridge that's not designed to carry, the bridge will crumble and fall. You risk losing precious cargo. If you end up needing to carry a heavy weight across a bridge of relationship, let me encourage you, work on that relationship first. Build it, strengthen it, make it strong enough. Except it be an emergency and you be willing to risk the loss of that relationship with carrying over some difficult weight or some difficult burden. Often when I'm going to counsel someone, the first thing I'll do is I'll spend a little time building a relationship with them. Why? Because I know I'm going to have to carry a very heavy load of truth across it if I'm not watchful. And if I do and the relationship breaks, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that. Build your relationships to last. I believe with all of my heart that in the relationships that God gives you, these relationships are a vital key to success. Some relationships will take you up, some will take you down. Don't get impressed or depressed when it happens. You see, 
wrong decisions, bad decisions, costly mistakes, and the things you go through, they are often not the problem. They are a part of the process. Look at Joseph's life. It's a part of process. If you will let God process you through life, he will continue to bring more relationships into your life. He will continue to guide you along that predictable pathway of success. God has relationships planned for you right now. Some of them you have, he's going to use to bring you to greatness. He's going to bring more relationships to you. But invest in relationships. Invest in relationships. Do you have your overcomer's confession with you there? Okay. Let's all make our overcomer's confession together. You ready? Say this with me. Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. Now listen, folks, this is a part of your declaration, your declaration of independence today, okay? That you're not bound by the elements of this world. You are free, free to be predictably successful. Let's say it again. Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the riches of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The Word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. Now, what can you do for your day? Let me encourage you today, just as Joseph did, spend some time investing in relationships. And be ready today for God to bring you an opportunity for a new relationship. It's very, very simple and plain. Once we understand and once we have grasped the purpose of God, and then we meditate on the plan of God, and then we begin our pursuit of that purpose, working that plan that God is going to introduce opportunities to us, and we need to know how to capitalize on those opportunities. Many of the elements of success, we will, we will find them very, very easy and, 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 and very easy for us to change and become a first responder, just like Joseph was. That instinct to take a step deeper into success. But one of the keys... Today, remember, it's relationship. Relationship. Everybody say relationship. Say, I'm going to make greater relationships and give them to God. Survey Joseph's life. You'll find that those relationships are a key to success. Amen? Amen. Today, I want to encourage you, listening there over the Internet, you can make a relationship today. It doesn't even necessarily have to be face-to-face. -face. Some of you perhaps are shut in. Maybe some of you are, are uh, um, 
you know, unable to get out and move in your community. Maybe, maybe it's against the law where you're living to be a Christian or to, to, to engage in witnessing or other Christian activities. Right where you are over the Internet, you can enter into chat rooms. In fact, Church on the Rock has a chat room. Right there on our website, you can find our chat room. You can go in there and you can make relationships right over the computer, right through that medium. I encourage you, be a person that's engaged in your success.